it helps me figure out what in my life is working and what isn't working because it allows me the time and space to see what comes up and what keeps coming up. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today on the podcast, I want to tackle some myths around self-care. Oftentimes when I was really burned out, I knew I needed a rest because I was just exhausted. And so I often thought that taking a nap or going on vacation or scheduling time to go to a spa, that all of those things would make me feel better. And I'm not wrong they make you feel better for a very short period of time. And all of those things are needed. I mean, when you're exhausted, you do need to take a break. You do need to rest. But as I've gotten into really trying to dig into what makes me truly feel better and not feel better for the moment, feel better for the rest of my life, it is not about going to get my nails done or sitting having wine with my husband or scrolling through social media, getting a great haircut. It's really not about that. Not to say those things don't help. What it really is, is digging in and doing the work around self. And I know that's a term that is not easily understood But here is how I'm going to explain it. There's actually literature out there that states if you're not living aligned with your core values or what I would call yourself or your authentic self, you will burn out because you'll expend a lot of energy working towards a cultural norm, what I should do, what I should look like, all of the shoulds. But if at your core that's not what you want, then there's a mismatch. And you're literally paddling upstream. Meaning if you go along with your authentic self and who you really are, it's almost like you're in a canoe on a stream going with the current. When you go against those values, you're going against the current and you're paddling upstream. And it takes a lot more energy to paddle upstream. 
So when we talk about caring for ourselves and long-term gains to feel better, it's really about doing the work around this. So how do you do this work? How do I find out who I am? How do I find out what I want? These are the same questions I was asking myself. And I've been asking myself for years now. But here's what I'll tell you. It started out as simple things, meaning taking the naps, getting the rest, changing my nutrition. Those were all things that I had to do to get to a place where I was receptive to the idea of doing more work because all of those things gave me the energy that I didn't have when I was severely burned out to start doing this work. So again, I want you to understand that I'm coming at this from a place of I'm not so severely burned out right now, although medicine's really hard right now and it's really tough and I'm definitely (laughs) struggling. But because I have changed a lot over the past five, even going on six years now, I still have this little bit of reserve that I can use to do these other things. So again, if you're listening to this and you are severely burned out, go back to the beginning of the podcast and listen to the simple tips. These tips are a little bit harder to swallow when you are exhausted. And trust me, I have been there. But this is truly what has moved me forward and has helped me really start not paddling upstream and start at times going with the flow instead of paddling upstream. So I had to figure out who I was. And when you're staring down 40 and you're like, I don't even know who I am, it's scary and it's hard. And it's even hard for me to say that. How did I stumble through 40 years of my life without knowing exactly who I was. And I actually think it's really easy. We get encultured very quickly as children to fall in line. And so we go with the cultural norms. And if those are aligned with who we are, that's great. But I mean, I can still remember back. And again, I've been able to reflect. I don't love wearing dresses. I mean, I think there are people that love wearing dresses and high heels. I am not one of those people, even as far back. I mean, I can remember fighting with my mom over wearing dresses to like special occasions. I just, I didn't want to wear them. I still feel more comfortable in pants and sneakers. It's just the way I am. It's just the way I'm built. If I never had to wear a high heel again, I would be happy about that. I don't love it. There isn't anything about it that I love. It's taken me a while to be able to reflect back. And in order to do this work, I've had to take quiet time. When I talk about quiet time, it is just that. It is not being on my phone. It is not being engaged with anything. So there's several ways that I do this. One is I meditate every morning. I set a timer for 15 minutes. And if I have more time, 
great. I'll set it for 20, 25. If I have less time, sometimes I set it for 10. But I am very consistent about it. And I was very, I was very against meditation. I would say wholeheartedly against meditation when I first started this journey. I didn't understand it. I got angry every time I tried to do it because my brain wouldn't shut off. And the way that I actually was led into it was through breathing exercises. So I do Wim Hof breathing exercises every day also. And so that's how I started it. I just started doing the breathing exercises. And I noticed that before the breathing exercises, I wanted to take a few minutes to just kind of get into a zone of calm and before I started the breathing exercises, because I noticed that when I was doing the breathing exercises and I hadn't calmed before, I'd start, I, the breathing exercises wouldn't go well. And then I started expanding that time before the breathing exercises. And it had to fit into my morning. And so I did have to shift things around. And I I would love to do this longer in the morning, like 30 minutes, but I just, I, I don't have that leeway right now. The other thing that I do is oftentimes I will go for a short walk, maybe five, 10 minutes, and I will not listen to anything. And I make it a very concerted effort to look at the trees, to look at the sky, to look at the grass, to really just be quiet. What this has allowed my brain to do is a lot of work that needs to be done that cannot be done when you are busy, when you are quote unquote doing self-care, meaning taking that nap or getting your nails done or getting your hair cut or, you know, doing whatever it is, indulging in your favorite foods or whatever that is that you feel like is self-care. Your brain's not quiet. You're not allowing it the time and space to process. So I needed to process a lot. So the scariest part about this is that things start coming up when you get quiet. And that's when I think people say, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And instead I kind of just was like, I got to walk through this or else I don't feel like I'm ever going to get to the other side of a really fulfilled, joyful life. And so I've had to walk through hard stuff and it comes up and it hurts. And then I talk to my therapist about it. I, you know, I've read books that help me through kind of walking through this quiet time. One of the best exercises I ever did that I got from a book was I was sitting in my closet and you sit and you have a pillow facing you like on the other side And on one side, like, and you literally change positions on one side, you are your child self and you say all the things that you feel like you never got to say as a child. And then you change positions. You sit on the other pillow and you act as your adult self and what you would say to your child self. And then you keep changing positions and it's like a dialogue between what you needed as a child and your adult self now, knowing what you know and comforting that child. And it was one of the best exercises I've ever done. And 
I felt safe doing it. And that's a big part of it is that, you know, I was in a headspace that I felt safe doing it. I have a therapist for support. So, you know, I don't want you to ever be unsafe in doing these practices. Make sure you have support in place to walk through these things that may come up. But that's something that really moved me forward. During these quiet times, I often will get hits of ideas of what I want to do for talks, what I want to do on the podcast, what I want to do during my day, where I can move myself forward, what is really bothering me. A lot of times things that are bothering me will come up during these quiet times. And I think about, okay, if, if this is coming up, then I need to look at it and figure out what I can do about it because it is really bothering me. And so things like that come up. I, it helps me figure out what in my life is working and what isn't working because it allows me the time and space to see what comes up and what keeps coming up. I can say hands down from personal experience, this, these practices of getting quiet have moved me forward more than anything else. And for you, that may look different than just getting quiet. Like again, I go for walks where my, I let myself get quiet and maybe that would work better for you. Maybe you like to run and it's a long run. Maybe it's journaling or writing, just writing a poem or writing a book, or maybe it's sitting by a stream. Maybe it's swimming. I mean, whatever, it doesn't have to be you sit still It just needs to be a time and space to let things come up because when those things are coming up and you actually notice them and are willing to work with them, that is when you're going to start discovering what upsets you, what makes you joyful, what keeps coming up, because then you can move towards those things. Like if things keep coming up and they're really bothering you, those are the things that you need to shift in your life away from. And if there's things that keep coming up that you're like, man, I really want to spend more time doing this. I really want to spend, guess what? That's what you need to shift towards. So out of all of the self-care that I do, you know, working on eating right, working on my sleep, working on, you know, moving my body, working on shifting my work so that it it helps, you know, bring more joy into my life, working on all of my projects, podcasts, talks, all of these things. I can say without a doubt that getting quiet for 15 minutes a day has helped me more than anything. And there's research behind this, you know, meditation, mindfulness, it's all research backed. But I can throw, you could, I mean, and honestly, when I was burnt out, you could throw all the research you wanted at me. And I was like, I I don't have time for your research. I don't have time to slow down. I don't have time for any of this. Again, go back to the beginning of the podcasts. There's some great tips that take very little time to help you get to a point where You have a little bit more energy and a little less exhaustion so you can start listening or start being open to the possibility of how you actually move your true self, your authentic self forward 
which is going to have long lasting, healthy effects for your mind and body. And that's where the work is done. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for telling your friends and family and coworkers and everybody about this podcast because that is how it is growing. It is word of mouth and you guys are doing it. And I just, I thank you so much because this podcast more than anything helps me. I think you teach what you need to be taught. So I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate you taking the time for yourself and I appreciate you sharing it to help others. I can't wait to see you back here next week. Take care. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider. 